and welcome back to Brainchild, where potentials are unlocked in life and in our careers. This is your host, Patricia, and quick updates about me. It's been exactly a month since I graduated, and I started my first professional job as a radio presenter, broadcaster, slash, they also call it an on-air personality. So I'm kind of having an identity crisis about exactly what my job title is, but it's absolutely insane how quickly all of this happened. So a quick overview, like a few months ago, I was looking for corporate jobs, which I shared in my previous episodes to graduating seniors. And then a month before graduating, I decided to give this broadcasting thing a go. And fortunately, very fortunately, actually, (laughs) I was able to meet some people who had enough trust in me to be on their shows. So thank you to them, all of you, you know who you are. I'm currently on a show called The Steve Hatherly Show on TBS EFM, which if you're not really familiar with the broadcasting system, it's a place out here in Seoul, Korea, which is where I am currently. And we have a lot of English talk shows hosted in this system. And I'm starting two other different shows next week. So I've, I've been spending the last few weeks just scrambling, writing scripts and preparing for my segments. But to go back to the start of it all, I think the start has to come from Brainchild. You know, I started this earlier in 2021, and ever since I started Brainchild, I've learned so much about hosting a show, and I've slowly built enough confidence in myself that I started thinking this is something I might be able to do. So it is all thanks to you guys who provided me with all the helpful feedback and comments, usually through my Instagram direct messages. It really helps me to stay inspired and to go on. So thank you. If you have been loving these episodes on Brainchild, you can go on Apple Podcasts to find our show Brainchild. Scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page and leave a five-star rating and a review. And I will give a personal shout out to you in the next episode. So in this episode, we'll talk interior design with Michaela Ehring. She is a project manager at Noel Mysek Interiors, which is a leading interior design firm out in Carmel, California. They are best known for working with high-profile celebrity clients and their fresh coastal designs. And Michaela is a friend of mine I met a few years back when I was interning at a resort in Tahoe, California for a summer internship. I think it was my sophomore year at Cornell after my sophomore year. So I started this internship not knowing a single person in town, but by a happy coincidence, I met this girl who was not only beautiful, but also had the kindest heart ever. And it was a triple shock when I found out that she was artistic as well. So I am so excited for you all to meet her. Hello, Michaela. Hi, Patricia. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. (laughs) I'm good. I miss you. Thank you so much for having me. 
so, so good to see you after two summers of not seeing you. I know. I can't believe it's been that long ago. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited to hear about your new life in Monterey. Um, first, do you want to introduce yourself briefly? Yes. Um, my name is Michaela Ehring. Um, I am a project manager at Noel Mysick Interiors in Carmel. And um, yeah, I just moved to uh, Pacific Grove, Monterey, which is 10 minutes away from Carmel about four or five months ago. So this is a new journey for me. And um, yeah, learning a lot. I grew up in Halfin Bay and then lived in LA for um, a very long time. I went to college out there and then stayed there. And then sort of recently moved to northern or central California, I guess, is where I'm at. It wasn't until after college that I realized I wanted to pursue interior design. And um, yeah, here I am. Wow. I actually didn't know you were like a born and raised California girl. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I've wanted to live in California all my life. And somehow I always ended up in like random places. Well, I want your life. I mean, oh, really? <laughs> you have the coolest. Thank um, you. I have always wanted to visit where you live in mm-hmm. Korea. Hopefully for grad school, I'll be able to make it in California this time. We'll see. In yeah. Southern or Northern California? Um, Northern has like, well, depends on the school. Like... Stanford, if they accept me, I would be happy to go. If it has to be Southern, like USC, I'd be I'd be happy to go too. But I think a lot of good schools that I that I'm interested, the programs that I'm interested in are in the Northern California. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. <laughs> I'm sure you can get in anywhere you want to. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm not sure, but thank you. Wait, so what did you study in college before? Because I I assume that you would have done something related to interior design. Well, to be honest, so I grew up, I went to an art high school and I grew up dancing in a a dance company where I was so serious about dance. And so when I went into college, I was not sure what I wanted to do academically or had, you know, any idea of other options really that I would excel at. So I chose communications and media studies, which was fun. And it was, I enjoyed it. It was, it was, you know, I love my teachers. I, I did learn a lot, but yeah, I'm not doing anything with that major. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think it happens to everyone. Like, I'm not sure if I'll ever do something related to hotels, but I did graduate um, with a major in hotel administration. And I'm excited to see if I come back to a full circle to do something with that in the future. As of now, not really. <laughs> but Yeah, but it gave you confidence and you did learn things that you're applying to what you're pursuing now that, you know, yeah, there's yeah. like some part I'm sure it plays. Absolutely. So when you were serious about dance when you were younger, did you then want to become a professional dancer? I did. Yeah, that was that was it for me. I wasn't really that interested in academics. I wasn't like an A student. It was my mind was always into performing, into dance. My mind was always in sort of a creative mode. And the discipline of yeah academics, I was just... Uh, yeah, it was never there <laughs> for me. 
But yeah, it was always just dance. That was me. Michaela is the dancer. And it wasn't until I sort of got older where it started translating into other paths. I also, you know, have my yoga certification so I can, you know, teach. I teach vinyasa and um, hatha and then I got into other, you know, art aspects as interior design. And, you know, from there, you know, took internships and just fell more and more in love with it. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it, you know, I went to an art school in San Francisco that so they had all these different art forms. And as a freshman, you're required to take classes in each art form. So mm-hmm. it'd be creative writing, vocal, you know, music, dance, and yeah, design. And from there that I was, I think it subconsciously sparked. Mm. But um, yeah, it, it really didn't dawn on me until I was older that it was like, oh, I can do this. This is something I'm super, super inspired by. Mm-hmm. And I do think that my dance background sort of translates into my passion for design with the fluidness and, you know, Mm -hmm. vibrant and having like a passion for colors and having a story being told to you, you know, shapes, colors, textures, all of that, definitely you find it in dance as well. So I think that the two are more related than I probably realized. Yeah. And also great spatial awareness. Exactly. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, exactly. I don't know a lot about interior design, but I did see uh, some of the works that you've shown me before and they were just amazing. And I thought like if I get an apartment or my own place in the States, like I definitely want my place done by her. (laughs) Like that would be such an honor. (laughs) (laughs) That's so nice. And you have the most beautiful home in Tahoe as well. Oh, thank you. I love your house. Oh, thank you so much. I'm my that I can't take any real credit there. That was that was, you know, my my mom did a lot of research and all of that. Um, mm-hmm. but she is putting together the master bathroom right now. Ooh. And I'm so excited because I did have some say in that. Okay. And they're getting a copper bathtub. Wow. And that's a huge thing right now. So that I'm stoked. It? Yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Oh my god, you're gonna have to send me a picture after it's done. I will. (laughs) Okay. So when did you move out to your town that you mentioned that I'm forgetting the name of? (laughs) Okay, it's it's small. It's a small, quiet town. Um, So I live in Pacific Grove, which Mm. is in Monterey. So Mm -hmm. yeah, Um, I moved out here on sort of the brink of quarantine so about like four or five months ago and it was sort of like a godsend because you know with everything um I was doing staging in LA for Realtor and when everything stopped you know of course you know work was hard to find Mm -hmm. and um you know I miss the ocean I miss Northern California of course I love LA but yeah when this opportunity presented itself I am not familiar really with Monterey or Carmel you know as a little kid I'd come down here but the firm that I work for their brand is you know coastal refined functional and really fresh and where I worked in Tahoe for some time which was a couple years ago it was kind of darker richer you know 
yeah, definitely more mountain chic. So it's, I'm, I feel like I'm like juxtaposing what my previous experience with interior design, you know, the first firm I worked at and then um, where I'm working at now. You're broadening your personal portfolio. You're getting a wide variety of experiences with designs. Yeah, yeah. So it, the, definitely like the best of both worlds. I'm really mm-hmm. in the heart of, you know, coastal design and where I was at Tahoe. Um, you know, I definitely was in the heart of mountain chic and that was Mm -hmm. inspiring it was super inspiring working there and it's been incredibly inspiring working here I'm learning these new terms like I'm hearing mountain chic for the first time ever (laughs) and so when you say coastal brand coastal design does that mean your company focuses on houses like by the coastal area or do you work for clients all over the country but whoever wants that beachy theme in their house sorry for the lack of professional terms no yeah um so we do have clients that aren't located by the ocean so Mm -hmm. it's not just if you you know you have to live near the ocean to (laughs) to work with us (laughs) um we you know what what noel mysick sells is yeah that sort of just um yeah coastal refinement Mm -hmm. but we have clients in menlo park and los altos that are just love that like you know fresh open clean and functional inspiration that you know noel sells and Mm -hmm. exuberates i guess (laughs) it's not you know just beach towns that can only pull that off you know it's it's definitely um other places as well hope that answers that yeah of course did you design your own place as well um yeah so i knew with the you know it was kind of fun i you know this is the first one bedroom apartment that i've had this close to the beach so i i did play up the whole ocean vibe here in coastal and also just being inspired at my new place of work you know when i was living in la it was drastically different than how i designed this place and Mm -hmm. so i really wanted to just lean into coastal vibes and everything is very bright Mm -hmm. and less is more clean i have blue accents and white i have uh, sisal rug and just it's really fresh mm-hmm. um I think my style has definitely you know been influenced by my environment and a lot of that yeah is definitely come from my work as well but it, it is mm-hmm. uh, how I styled my places is, is very beachy I love it it's it's nice I'm a huge believer in that your space is so important in creating your experience do you feel like with your new style in your own place you notice shift in your moods or behaviors or maybe like your lifestyle has changed because of it absolutely um I feel like I've created a really calming environment here and definitely when I come home I have you know really beautiful natural light I have open space I sectioned off areas in my one bedroom apartment that are it's an office area a dining area um, living room area and you know obviously I have my bedroom but um, I worked with each sectioning off place by working with the same texture so everything is sort of seamlessly mm-hmm. connected but also mm-hmm. has its own place and um, I really utilize 
the natural light in my place. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm definitely, I love light. I like to keep my, my window, you know, frames open. Um, but yes, I think creating a calm energy in your place is mm-hmm. something that I didn't realize until the older I became. Mm-hmm. Like it was sort of, I kind of wanted something cool and hip, mm-hmm. you know, when I was young, I didn't right. want cool art and kind of bright colors and kind of in your face. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I was older where I really appreciated earth tones. Mm-hmm. And so I really, um, you know, I chose to go with, yeah, whites, blues, greens. I have some rustic orange hints here and there, but that's Mm -hmm. sort of it. But it's mainly just blues and whites that I have going on. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I I love this apartment so much. (laughs) I better pay a visit sometime next year or something. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Mm -hmm. So going back to talking about your work, I think you worked before as a freelancer, right? When When I met you, you were working from home. Yeah, that was that was a fun company that I worked for called Modsy, and they're based out of San Francisco. And that was really cool because you have this flexibility to work anywhere you want, to create your own hours, to put in as much work as you want. Or if you don't feel like working at all, you don't, you know, that no mm-hmm. one's going to hammer down on you. That was great because it taught me a lot about the functionality of a room. Mm. and space planning and accessorizing. I learned so much with them. Mm -hmm. It was difficult because it was, I'm doing this through an online software. So Mm -hmm. it was a lot of being tech savvy. And so I Mm -hmm. did have to learn a lot of, oh, I have to code this in here. I have to, yeah. So that was, it was a little difficult at first learning alone. Mm -hmm. And then once you, you know, begin to get more comfortable with these codes and this and that, then, you know, it starts to get easier. But that was, yeah, that was really, really fun. And I I definitely grew a lot in my design aspect and learning where to, where more is more and where less is more. And what can I do in this box? What, Mm -hmm. you know, you just have all these ideas. And so it was really interesting to, to test myself. Okay, I have to create several designs what to do in the same space here's Mm. this option here's that option you can also do this you can also do that so that I'm very grateful for that experience Mm -hmm. so you showed me uh like a studio apartment you did for a client I think and it had like actual furnitures that were like animated and I was wondering if you were able to like pull those furnitures from actual like physical stores and they happen to like give designers the animated version of it, or you had to like create that from scratch. How does that work? Yeah. So um, with Modsy, we had trade programs with real vendors. So all the furniture that we that I would put into my designs, those mm-hmm. were all real. Wow. And then when I rendered them, mm-hmm. you know, it looked super real. Is that what you mean by animated? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, so once they were rendered and, you know, it just looks super realistic, Mm -hmm. um, it really gave clients an idea of what their space could look like Mm -hmm. and, oh, that looks amazing there. I can see that. And if they wanted, they had the option of purchasing that furniture through there. Yeah. Cause you know, companies like, what is that company called? I'm blanking on the name. There's like this big 
furniture company that a lot of my friends work at. Let me look it up. It's like this company that's really tech savvy as well and they hire a lot of computer programmers there it's called wayfair is the company oh yeah. okay so they also create a lot of virtual furnitures that you can like try out in your own room like if you wear goggles or something so i was wondering if you partnered with those firms to render the furnitures in your design um you know i don't i don't know the ins as much with modzi Mm -hmm. about who they you know work with as far as like mm -hmm. the engineering side of things go mm -hmm. or partnerships go um I was you know just a designer there I wasn't on the like operations side of things which yeah my um my friend was but I don't I don't know about Wayfair I'll have to ask her but that's mm -hmm. definitely not far off like I'm sure that there's some sort of partnership there or something mm -hmm. there I wouldn't be surprised so then Compared to working kind of as a freelancer that's still affiliated with a company and now working full-time, is that correct? Are you working yeah. full-time at the company? Okay, so you're going into the office for work. Yeah. Okay, so you're like a corporate project manager now, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I just so have to make sure. A big, yeah, it's a shift for mm -hmm. sure from my last, <laughs> my last design mm -hmm. gig. Um, but I, I've sort of like realized that there's, you know, yes, I have to go into the office nine to five, but, um, I feel like there are pros to it. Mm -hmm. Um, I just think that when you work with a team and you have that instant communication that you're not waiting for a response via, you know, Slack or email or waiting for someone to call you back. You just function at a higher level. And mm -hmm. so things just get decided quicker and more efficiently. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like we're able to take on, like we have eight to nine projects right now, mm -hmm. um, which is a lot. <laughs> That's a lot for, you know, a company. There's only three of us at my company. So we're very small. And only possible through communication even when you know it's like hey I made a huge mistake what should I do or what do we do it's mm -hmm. like okay let's do this okay that how do we make sure that that doesn't happen again you know things like that it's just like boom 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 yeah I think the teamwork really makes a huge difference there the pros of working freelance I think are yeah you know you have freedom you create mm -hmm. your own hours I could work from anywhere I can design whatever I want to design versus working at you know someone else's firm under that umbrella of whatever their brand is mm -hmm. so you know there's pros and cons I would say working with a team is more beneficial than working in freelance Mm -hmm. Unless you have a very clear understanding and knowledge of what you need to do. And I don't know, I, I think I'm very impressed by people who, who can do freelance on their own. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, having a team by your side to create the best version of what you're inspired by and what you're trying to mm -hmm. give to your client is just really pushed so far when you have people to collaborate with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like being able to guide yourself to the direction you want sometimes may be difficult if you're still at an earlier stage of your career. 
And even if you're working as a freelancer, it's always good to have a mentor or somebody to kind of look up to or look out for you at times of need. Yeah, um, definitely. My, mm-hmm. I definitely look up to um, my coworker, Jessica. She is so knowledgeable about design and mm-hmm. architecture and, um, you know, coming up with solutions to like crazy in your face problems that just pop up out of nowhere, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, definitely kudos to her and obviously I'm very very inspired by Noelle my boss as far as one her just running an interior design company and to just how she becomes inspired and how she sees a story with the textiles and in front of her and um, yeah she creates a really beautiful story that is really beautiful what she what she pulls from (laughs) I like how you described it as like story because interior designers, I like to think of them as artists and they are creating their own form of storytelling as well. And when you have a creative job, you know, sometimes it's hard to pull work out of you at the designated hours, like nine to five. Like, do you have ever have moments where you wake up in the middle of the night and you have this cool idea for a client or in the morning when you're not sitting in the office? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Sometimes when you're in the office, you're stumped. And then sometimes when you're home and you have these ideas, I mean, so I always have like notepads and things like around my apartment because I'll just have to jot them down mm-hmm. or I'll think of things that I need to do at work and I'm like oh I, this need this would help this or whatever and I need to write that down and bring that up but yeah absolutely it's not mm-hmm. I think people when they think of interior design they think it's just 100% creative but there is so much background work and project mm-hmm. management that goes into it and mm-hmm. research and you know, going back to the drawing board. And it's a lot of administrative and yeah, project management. And there's just so much that goes into the creative. It's not just always turned on. Do you have like a specialty that you focus on? I'm not sure how you categorize like different designers, but like, do you focus on certain types of properties or certain areas within a household? We're not limited to certain things. So we do full house remodels, mm-hmm. you know, not as much architecture, but yeah, we'll do like basic things, you know, taking down walls or opening things up. Do some more experienced project managers, do they have like a thing that they're known for? Yeah. So project managers are like the ones that do all the communicating with the vendors, making sure everything arrives on time or if something's out of stock and needs to be, you know, sourced and and found, you know, something similar immediately. You know, it's like we're sort of like the problem solvers and we create a fluidity, making sure everything's running on track Mm -hmm. and we're the communicators with the vendors. So we also cultivate relationships with our vendors, making sure, you know, they have our backs, we have their backs, and there's no surprises. So from Noel, the senior designer coming mm-hmm. up with, this is what I want, it then gets passed off to project designer being, okay, I need to now order this. I need to get that. I need to get this quantity. I need to get a quote. I need to get quantities correct. I need to invoice a client. I need to do send these purchase orders out, you know, get the receipts back, you know, make sure our accountant has everything and then follow up on tracking and, Mm -hmm. 
So there's, yeah, a lot that the project manager does with just sort of taking over once the initial designer steps in saying, this is what I want. Mm-hmm. The rest is the project manager. Yeah. So they're yeah. sort of known for being like, yeah. Liaison almost. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Well, can you recall like your favorite project you've ever done or the biggest one? Let's see here. My favorite project, there was one that I worked on. You know, looking back, I'd say it was my favorite, but it was really exhausting. And it was for, um, it was a big project for a family that lived. So they were Irish and they wanted their house to reflect their Irish heritage, but also, you know, still be Tahoe, Mountain Chic, sophisticated. I mean, it was a beautiful, beautiful home. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it, I, I've just, I remember it so vividly to this day, the designs that were done and, you know, all the hard work that was all put into that project. It was so mm-hmm. beautiful, um, just really rich and dark you know sort of dark I I love that mountainy dark Mm. and moody oh Mm -hmm. it was just beautiful so it was like you know you have your dark moody greens and rich and oranges and natural elements lots of wood and Mm -hmm. like dark gold yeah Yeah. and then you know again with the storytelling so you know every corner had its own you know moment you could you know feel a moment and in each corner and each room and yeah it was just beautiful how everything came out and this grand living room space that was open concept that just went into the kitchen and yeah it was just beautiful and a beautiful Mm -hmm. yeah so I will never forget that project it was just really cool to bring in history when they requested Irish heritage did you know what that meant or did you have to go in to do research about that I had to do research everything (laughs) that popped up was like sort of cliche Irish you know Mm. like (laughs) leprechaun yeah (laughs) and beer and potatoes Mm -hmm. so I had to really I did like do some background research for sure about Mm -hmm. yeah like crystal and natural elements that would reflect that heritage while also honoring this beautiful home and Mm -hmm. making it look very elegant and and I think a lot of it was just finding that harmony of Mm -hmm. color and shapes and storytelling yeah it's so interesting that you uh put this story as like your favorite and like your biggest project but it's also you you said it was the most exhausting of all that you've done right yeah it was up at, <laughs> definitely up there there was another project that we did that's also up there but okay. this one was it came to it was exa- I mean every project uh-huh. is exhausting just some things you work on you're not done until you know very late at night and it's just mm-hmm. you just have to get it done no matter what so mm. Yeah, this is one of them. (laughs) Right. Because I got to say, out of all the internships and work experience that I had, the summer internship at the resort at Squaw Creek in Tahoe was probably like one of the most difficult just because I went in the town not knowing a single person, although I ended up meeting one of my best friends. (laughs) It was just like I didn't have a car, which like I feel like I don't know how I got away with not having a car in Tahoe. I literally like walked to places. (laughs) Or like Uber there. So like in that sense, the living situation was like very difficult, whereas I'm so 
happy that I got to meet some of the people I did and like Tahoe is such a beautiful place I'd never want to go back for work but I definitely want to go back to visit yeah you know I I agree with you there. I don't know if I'd ever want to go back there to work, <laughs> but I learned so much. And yeah, it's so beautiful there. There's mm-hmm. so much to be inspired by. I think it's definitely a place to go to relax versus mm-hmm. a place to go to hit the grindstone. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's hard to stay focused in Tahoe. I think most people don't generally move to Tahoe for work. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. and I was just like thinking to myself I was working at the resort and I was like looking at the customers coming into the spa that I was working at and thinking like what am I doing on the wrong side of the counter when I should be on the other side (laughs) like waiting for my massage and like instead of scheduling like other people (laughs) (laughs) but a valuable experience nonetheless yeah definitely Mm -hmm. And I think it's cool that you did that. You put yourself in a new position and an uncomfortable position, so to say. And yeah, I think I would have never met you. That's true. It was such a coincidence too. Like who I know. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> and then, so like living in Monterey, going back to that, because I've never been, but I've watched Big Little Lies. So I have like a fantasy about Monterey. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Lots of murder happens here. No. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, Big Little Lies takes place in Big Sur, Mm. which is like 45 minutes away from here. But I think in this show, they broadcast it as Monterey. Is is that what your question is? Just what is Monterey like? Is it like the show? Yeah, in the show as well, like it's a small town and everybody knows of each other at the least. So is that how it is for your town as well? I think so. You know, it's funny, like... I think this is the first place I lived where my neighbors were serious when they said, if ever you need anything, like we're always here and, you know, they come over and check in on me, you know, other places that I've lived, you know, I've lived in big cities, but so that's not really a thing, you know, everyone kind of keeps it themselves. Right. Um, but here, I think it is really community oriented. Yeah. My neighbors took me out to dinner last week. They're elderly, you know. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're like, you know, they're older, full mm-hmm. of wisdom and adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that was that's a first. You know, I don't think that would have ever happened to me living in Los Angeles or San Francisco. Maybe, San, I don't know, maybe San Francisco. San Francisco is kind of quirky like that. Mm-hmm. But here it was like, oh, okay. You guys don't even know me. Sure. Um, So I I think that people feel really safe here, Mm. which really puts their guard down and makes them connect more with the people around them. Mm -hmm. I think in big cities, everyone's guard is up. Right. So they're less likely to create those relationships. So yeah, I think it it, it is small. It can feel like that. Definitely. Like it's very small towny. Everyone kind of sees what you're up to. I mean, I'm Friends with my neighbor to my left and my neighbors to my right. And, you know, the same people sort of work at the bars. So if you go in there, or the yeah. same restaurants, you know, you're running into the same sort of people. They know your name and your order. <laughs> the usual. Yeah. And it's like they've worked there for 30 years. Oh and, my. you know, they're like, yeah, <laughs> it is kind of character. I will say that. It's, mm-hmm. it's really cute. And is that the kind of place that you envision yourself? kind of settling in or are you do you think you're still testing out the waters to see what works for you yeah you know I had no idea what really living in Monterey 
meant or what it was going to be like. I know I, I grew up in Half and Bay, but when I was young, I couldn't wait to live in a big city and get out of a small town. Mm. And then when I was living in a big city, it made me realize how good I had it living in a small <laughs> town. So yeah. I really feel like the grass is sort of always, always greener when you're like growing up. But mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, I think I am still getting to know this place. Um, you know, it was difficult moving here when COVID was still, you know, the restrictions were still upheld and mm-hmm. meeting new people is, was, you know, difficult at first. Now it's sort of opening up and I'm, I'm meeting new people. I don't know about long, long term. I just know for right now, this is where I need to be. Mm-hmm. Ideally, you know, I wish I had this amazing job and it was in LA, mm-hmm. you know, that would be like dream world for me, but I am learning so much and I'm so grateful that you know, Noel, my sick and tears took me in because I can't imagine learning from anyone better than Noel, my sick and Jessica. They're just, yeah, truly inspiring and have been so helpful. And I have so much more to learn from them and, and work with them and grow with them. So I just want to do that and give back to Noel, my sick and tears oh. here in Carmel. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. So to, to be honest, I don't know. I'm, I'm just focused on right okay. now. Yeah, that's the most important, the right now. And make sure to play this segment to Noelle and Jessica so that they know how much <laughs> they mean to you as well. <laughs> They're going to be like, how did you describe us? That's not our brand. And I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I'm also like thinking of now that I'm graduated, moving out of my parents' house, getting my own place that's closer to the studio that I do my recordings. Do you have any like tips on what to look for in a house? Because you've done house searching more than I have. Oh my goodness. Well, I would first say hardwood flooring. If you oh, move yeah. into a place of carpet, okay. run away. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would ask like the noise, mm-hmm. how thick the walls are. <laughs> If we're going to have a rooftop neighbor or not, because having a loud rooftop neighbor can definitely ruin, you know, your living space. No matter how beautiful you make it, if you have a super loud, you know, thin walls, that's a thing. But as far as creating a functional space, I think bringing as much light in as you can. Mm, And then if you don't have much light, just really working with the color scheme to open the place up, whether that be, you know, if you have to paint the walls brighter or um, working with fabric for your, you know, your furniture that's brighter, bring brightness into your space mm-hmm. in so many ways, also with mirrors and, and things like that. I also kind of bring it back to our whole storytelling thing. I think, yeah, you can create little corners in your space that just make everything connect. So you see this empty space and it all ties together. I was thinking of maybe purchasing like a small artwork for the first time and then using the colors from the painting as inspiration to like create the rest of my space. How do you normally like what do you normally start with? Is it a color scheme or a piece of furniture? I love that idea of starting with art and working from art. That's really cool. I usually will have a color scheme in mind. Like I'll have a palette of I want to work off these three or four colors Mm -hmm. and then I you know I'll have like one neutral one accent and then other neutrals within that and then sort of like work from that but I think that you get that from your art as well you know what colors pop to you and then how does that translate 
yeah, I think that that's amazing. I love that. <laughs> I better find a painting that I like first. And yeah. yeah. Do you happen to work for clients outside of the country, or is that more difficult? More oh difficult? my gosh. Uh, no. I, oh. Yeah, we do. <laughs> maybe one day. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, maybe we'll take you on here. <laughs> no, well, my sick interiors. Um, no, not yet. But of course, that would be amazing. We joke a lot about making Noel my sick interiors international a thing. But yeah, you know, yeah, that's I don't know the actual probability of that being yeah. a thing. Communication may be difficult because you probably need frequent back and forth to make sure well, they're on yeah. the same page. And... Not to mention, you need to have, you know, contractors and people that you work with that mm-hmm. are around you that you can meet up with and go on site. So maybe there's interior designers that work internationally, but I'm sure they fly out often. I don't mm-hmm. see how they could do it abroad and never go in. That would mm-hmm. be so hard. Yeah. Or, yeah, I think a lot of design too, like a lot of success comes from the relationships you have with your contractors and mm. you know fabricators and yeah like the people that you work with to create your client's vision is is huge mm-hmm. so that's that's crucial just be close yeah and also more money more problems so yeah <laughs> exactly mm-hmm. <laughs> it sounds like you're really allowing yourself to fully immerse in your environment and your opportunities here. So are you kind of putting off thinking about like your next steps as of now? Yeah, I think I, cause I just moved here recently. I'm That's definitely true. gonna put in roots at least a minimum of, I'm thinking like, you know, a year or two. Mm-hmm. That's like the minimum. Right. I would love to, if everything just kept going in the direction that it seems to be. You know, I love the idea of, of living here. It's beautiful here. I love my job. I, you know, everyone's so kind. It's, yeah, it's great here. But if, you know, other opportunities presented themselves, you know, that were really positive, I'm not saying no, but I think I definitely plan on staying here for at least two years. I will then make sure to pay a visit within the next two years yes. <laughs> to make sure I get yes. to visit you, you and then Monterey and have to mm-hmm. I mean I would would love the idea of visiting you in Korea I don't know what the travel bans are with everything with COVID I know that it's being lifted mm-hmm. I'm expecting that next year we should be able to start traveling so okay travel. I have a couple of friends that owe me a visit <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then yeah family as well mm-hmm. okay well I think that was all the questions that I had did you have anything else that you wanted to share yeah I'm just thank you so much for having me on this is you know the first I've been able to talk about my new job with Noah Mysic Interiors and also move you know life changes after COVID mm-hmm. so thank you so much it's given me much to think about and and so happy to be here talking with you. I miss you so yeah, much and too. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you so much for making time. You had you just had work and then now you're here before even eating your dinner. <laughs> and I'm so happy that I have a cool friend that I can ask interior design about. Ah, anytime. Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much and I will see you soon. Okay. See you soon. So I'm going to end the recording. Okay. Now we're off the road. Ooh, I like your couch. <laughs> <laughs>